Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money, as we welcome you in midweek, hump day, Wednesday, here on VSIN, the sports betting network. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, Amal Shaw, there at the D, downtown Las Vegas, Fremont Street. Got a busy show coming up for you. You've got two game threes in Major League Baseball as far as the playoffs. One in Philly with that series tied 1-1 Atlanta. We'll get to that coming up in just a bit. One in Arizona. That's the late game tonight series. Right now, the Snakes 2-0 lead over the Dodgers. We'll get to that coming up. And, of course, the sandwich game. you got the Astros hit four bombs yesterday, take a 2-1 series lead over the Twins. We'll get to that game four coming up in just a bit. We've got plenty to do as we welcome you in. One, we're going to dig into the New England Patriots and the drama. There seems to be some gossip coming out, whether Robert Kraft is unhappy, displeased with Bill Belichick. Jeff Howe wrote about that in The Athletic. He's going to join us coming up in just about 44 minutes. Steve Berline, former NFL quarterback, CBS Sports, will join. Nick Eliotti is going to join, and Scott Spritzer will join professional handicapper in the final hour, as he does customarily on Wednesdays. Boys, we say hi. What's the vibe like at the D today, Amal Shah? How are we feeling? Feeling good. Looking forward to having Nick Aliotti on it. Tell you what, he's a former defensive coordinator at Oregon. The disdain for Washington will be real and it'll be palpable. And last time he had a great appearance on this show. So it should be a fun, uh, ton of fun to get his take in terms of how he sees that matchup. Yep, and that matchup this weekend in Washington with Washington the last we checked, lane three. The bookmakers are saying, oh, we'll give you a little piece for home field, but... Have at it. Two best teams right now, in our estimation, in the Pac-12, as we say hi to the big guy. Big guy, what's going on? I'm just realizing this. We've only got 20 days left in this month, but this is the best month for sports, right? Uh, without question. You've got everything happening. We've got hockey already started, tons of goals yesterday in that Nashville-Tampa Bay game. Uh, we've got the baseball post. I watched it here because I had to have a few beverages after the show. Um why, why is that funny? Why is that so funny? Uh, because because NHL teams are going to play 82 games, and so what's 82 times 30 or whatever it is, and that's the one game you're going to watch all year. Yeah, no, I'm going so. re- to be referencing that there were a lot of goals in that game through Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> yes. But baseball postseason, college football during the week, that's the best part of the college football slate. We've got NFL, like, this is the best month. We've only got 20 days left. We do, boys. I'm still, I can't. So, what was it? You, Burke, and Goulet had beers after the show. The game happened to be on television, and you watched a little hockey. Is that what happened? Well, so, there was some, there was college football on, and they took it off and put it on another TV, and they gave hockey the big TV here, because this is Bar Canada, after all, so that would make sense. So, I was like, oh, come on, that's the TV I was watching, and then I ended up watching the hockey game, and as soon as my eyeballs hit it, goals galore. Or, or to answer your question, Patrick, yes. 
Yes, that's exactly that's exactly what happened. Well, uh, good for you, big guy. I like to see you're getting into the puck this year, and we shall see how you do as far as handicapping because I'm sure you're going to have a couple of plays on the ice coming up later today. Now, as far as the diamond, let's just back up a little bit, go back to yesterday quickly. Uh, we talked about the home run edge. Scott Spritzer came on this show and said, you know, he broke down the home run edge in the postseason, and it matters. Uh, yesterday, the Twins hit four. Excuse me, the Astros hit four, the Twins hit Zippy, a 9-1 win. Uh, I lose out on the full game under eight with runs in the top of the ninth. And then we move on to the Orioles and Rangers. The Rangers advance to the ALCS with a sweep over the one seed in the Orioles, boys. That's the first ALCS appearance for the Rangers since 2011. They were singing Creed there in Arlington. Also, they were chanting, we want Houston, we want Houston. The Battle of Texas potentially on the line. Careful what you ask for if you're a Rangers fan, as if the Houston Astros and Walshaw advance today, what will this be? Seven straight ALCS appearances? Just an historic run here for the Houston Astros. Yeah, they deserve a ton of credit. Now, obviously, the cheating scandal impacts that immensely, but since baseball is not going to acknowledge that, We'll just have to go with the current records of what they are situated. And you got to give Houston a ton of credit. This year, they really struggled. And then all of a sudden, last day of the regular season, final four days, really, the Texas Rangers just needed to win two games. They only win one out of four in Seattle. Now they're going to have to go down potentially to Houston to be able to get to the World Series. But it should be a fun series potentially if the Astros get through in games four or five against Minnesota. No doubt, no doubt. Just a quick thought on uh, yesterday's uh, game's big guy. One, the Orioles have nothing to apologize for. Uh, out of nowhere, won 100-plus after a couple of years ago losing 100-plus. So the Orioles will be back. That's a young team. It, it shocks you when you're watching the Orioles and those kids come to bat and they just look like children. So the Orioles are just getting started. They'll kind of shore up that rotation and be okay moving forward for years and years to come. A mercurial team in the Rangers, we kind of up and down, rode the roller coaster with the Rangers all year, and you were one that kind of had a little bit of FOMO very early on in the season and then just started accruing futures tickets on the Rangers. Yeah, I probably bet them between 8-1 to one and 22-1 to one six or seven times this year, just a couple bucks here and there just to get in the mix because I really regretted not taking them 45-1 to one to win the World Series preseason. But I think there's something the Rangers can look across from Baltimore and, and realize – they want Houston to get this series done ASAP with Minnesota, meaning finish things, things off as soon as possible because you don't want to sit around and wait for that next round to begin because that's all that happened to Baltimore. There was just too big of a break between the regular season and this series starting. Texas's bats woke up last night in a big way. All those home runs, uh, yeah, I, I want to play as soon as possible. Houston, I, let's take care of business. I think regardless of what happens, the series is going to start Sunday, October 15th. Oh, then... Ignore what I said. <laughs> Dude, it sounded good. You got your teammate there with the assist in a let, ball show. Let, let me retract my steps. Uh, Houston will have kept playing more games, and they will have less of a break than Texas. Uh, the there one, you go. The, the one good thing with Texas is, and it'll probably work this way for Houston as well, as you can line up your pitching. But, uh, guys, in reference to this postseason – you know, you mentioned Baltimore, Patrick. I was thinking about this watching them yesterday. they got a great young team. And whenever you see a team outside of the NBA repeat, because you just need three key players in the NBA to win, right? In baseball, football, and hockey, it takes so much to get back to that level. So you talked about it earlier with the Astros potentially reaching a seventh consecutive ALCS. It is such an impressive accomplishment because players change. You have managers that have changed. But to stay healthy and to be talented enough consistently to not have a downturn is really impressive. On the flip side, the Orioles – First time they got swept in 91 series. Think about that, guys. That is a ton. Yeah, not of, at all during the regular season. Yeah, yeah. not at all. you got to go back to the 2021 season. What an impressive feat and what an accomplishment this team has had. The concern I have for them going forward is they're still in a very competitive division. Once New York and Boston decide they're going to spend frivolously, it could change the dynamic of the American League East. Okay, boys, well, let's get into the sandwich game. Let's get into the game four. We talked about the Rangers awaiting potentially the Astros for that battle of Texas or potentially the Twins, which would not be what the programmers want, but let's get into it here. You've got right now Houston, Minnesota. That's a 7.07 uh, first pitch. 
East Coast, so we're going to get 4.07 our time on the West Coast. Right now, DraftKings is showing Mr. Ryan, Joe Ryan, and Minnesota, $1.25 favorite, eight on the total. So you're going to get Urquidy. Now, dig through Urquidy's, Urquidy's numbers here as far as Houston. He's not an opener, boys, but I went through his last six starts, and you take a look. He's about a three, three and a third, three and two-thirds, four-innings pitcher, uh, that's where he's at right now, Urquidy. So I don't expect, again, two very good bullpens, specifically the Astros. I don't expect to see a ton of Urquidy, not an opener like we mentioned, uh, but he is going to be working. He's a guy that works with a wild fly ball rate. Ryan's a guy that gives up home runs as well, and that's kind of my tease where I'm pointing to, and that is the over. Joe Ryan's susceptible. 52 home runs given over the last two seasons. That's the ninth most in baseball. We've talked about the home runs yesterday. Yesterday from the Astros, an offense we know that is potent Four on the day yesterday from the Astros. And really what this comes down to, I understand you're going to have weather, Amal, Dustin, that's going to mitigate some of the fly balls. It's going to be, what, it's 52 degrees, wind coming in six, seven miles an hour. But to me, Urquidy and Joe Ryan, this is the weakest starting pitching matchup of the series thus far. And yesterday you had nine runs plated, 10 eight and 10 respectively over the three games of this series. Uh, I'm going over here. I'm sorry. I think the twins actually take advantage of some of those runners in scoring position and push them across today. I don't think the Astros slow down against Joe Ryan. I like the eight. I'm going to go over the eight boys. I like the call here. Didn't play any of it, but you actually mentioned a 28 run scored in the first three games of this series. You talk about Jose Urquidy. He's got an ERA north of five, has not pitched the way he has previously in his career, does have postseason experience, but I think Patrick brought up a great point, which is Urquidy's going to be on a short leash here. If things go very well, I think he gets four innings, but realistically, you're looking at somewhere between two to three innings and depending on, again, the effectiveness. If he's in a little bit of trouble, Dustin, I think you could see a switch over very quickly to this effective bullpen on the flip side. I have to be honest, if you're the Minnesota Twins, you're pay playing game number 166. I don't know how confident you are in Joe Ryan taking the bump, but you're going to live with what it is right now. And again, you're going to be in a short situation there, and I think Rocco Baldelli and company will be looking to go to the bullpen if things get out of hand very quickly. It will not be like Sonny Gray yesterday where you've got an opportunity to give up a fifth run, four runs, and you're going to be gone if that's the case. Yeah, my, my lean on this one was potentially the Twins, but I don't have a hard opinion. I don't think I have a good read on either of these teams. Just one of those situations where, like, I'm I'm always wrong about both of them. Joe Ryan, he started out really hot this year. 3-4-1 ERA in the first half, fell to 4-8-2 in the second half. He's very, very hittable. So is Arkady. So I think Patrick's play on the over makes a ton of sense here. I think both teams are going to put the ball in play. And the ball was flying out for one team yesterday. And Sonny Gray who hadn't given up a home run all year. <laughs> I mean, I'm being facetious, yeah, no, he but was great. then all of a sudden, Abreu was hitting it out of target state, whatever they call it there in Minnesota. I, I'm sorry. If they were seeing meatballs off of Gray, they're going to be dialed in on Joe Ryan. Yep. And Urquidy, I think the Twins finally get loose with runs in scoring position. They couldn't push anybody across yesterday. Okay, just getting started. That's the sandwich game today. Three Major League Baseball playoff games. Let's back up and get to Atlanta, Philly, which is less than two hours away. First pitch. Sharp money. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. 
the Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no sweat same game parlay every day. Download the DraftKings app and use the promo code SHARP when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. If you want to go inside a dynasty, check out Jeff Howe's book. If these walls could talk, New England Patriots, of course, right after the 17th Super Bowl, tremendous. Jeff Howe writes for The Athletic, and yesterday had an article come out about Bill Belichick. We say hi to Jeff Howe, and of course, Robert Kraft. It's a one-in-four football team, and it's a great article. I encourage everybody to go check it out at The Athletic. Jeff, thanks for joining. And you mentioned if you think that the Shula record of 347 as Belichick sets on uh, 330 is within his grasp and he can just do whatever to get to that point, you're saying don't think that Robert Kraft subscribes to that theory. Uh, No, I I mean, he has made some not-so-subtle references to the fact that they haven't won a playoff game since uh, since Super Bowl 53. And this is two, if not three times in the last, uh, several owners' meetings in March, when unprompted in his opening statement with the New England media and, and a couple national reporters, he's brought that up and he's criticized Belichick's recent draft record. That was about two or three years ago, and cited the the need for change in their draft process. And, and there have been some changes there, but you know, ultimately, they're one and four. They're going to a Raiders team that gave them a pretty humiliating loss last year and coached by Josh McDaniels, of course, you know, this is no longer based off the way the Patriots played the last five weeks, a game that like you should expect the Patriots to win. I mean, this is a massive gut check type of week for them. And then you go into Buffalo and Miami the next couple weeks. And if they don't beat the Raiders, they're in serious danger of falling to one and seven. And you've just got to wonder how much longer this is going to last, because if it doesn't get better, if, if they finish with their worst record in 23 years and only get, let's say, five or six wins, if that, and then you're talking about still being about a dozen games away from passing Shula. And you know, they, they have this potential fairy tale ending set up where next year Belichick had been on pace to get to 348 in the year 2024 for several years. That was going to be Bill Belichick's 50th season in the NFL. And it would have been the perfect time for all of these factors to come together and then Belichick to sort of walk away after 24 if he chose, and then they could hand the baton to Gerard Mayo. But if they're limping to this finish line at 348 and you start spinning it ahead to 2025 and you wonder, you know, what what is the value of chasing after that record if you're not winning the games in the shorter span, uh, which has been their message for the better part of two and a half decades. Jeff, when you look at Bill Belichick, what is the perception with players currently on this roster that surround this team and the fact that Robert Kraft is 81 years old and I'm sure he'd like to get back to another Super Bowl even without Tom Brady? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's something that absolutely drives him. And, 
you know, starting small, he just wants to win a playoff game. I mean, host a playoff game. Do something other than get blown out by the Buffalo Bills in the wild card rounds. The standard is still extremely high. As for the player's perception of Belichick, he's still extremely highly regarded. Uh, there were some issues last year when people were gave a side eye to, to Belichick and, and Patricia and the coaching staff and what they did to the offense and the way that they sort of alienated Mac Jones. But, I mean, bottom line is, when some of these free agents are signing, veteran guys, you know, who had opportunities to play elsewhere, they've brought up Belichick as a deciding factor for wanting to still play for the Patriots. So he's still got that attraction. But I think two things can be true here. You can still want to play for Belichick. You can still highly respect his game and his defensive mind and the way that he can lead a room. And you can, on the other side of it, still question whether or not this message is getting through because hey, you're one and two and you're going into Dallas, which is a game that you're certainly going to have your team's attention. You're playing essentially in front of a national audience and you get completely blown out. Now, maybe you can chalk that up to saying, all right, well, Dallas is just a better team at this point in time. But then you spin that forward and you go into that Saints game and it, it is as one-sided as one-sided can be against a very comparable Saints team that was going through some offensive struggles of their own and got embarrassed on home field. And that's not something Bill, uh, Robert Kraft takes lightly. Jeff Howe joining us, The Athletic. He wrote the article, If you think the Patriots owner Robert Kraft wouldn't fire Bill Belichick, you're wrong. Also the book, If These Walls Could Talk About the New England Patriots here on Sharp Money. We ask if the game has passed Belichick by or that's been posited many times. How about this, Jeff? Fourth and three, Saints 40-yard line, down 24 nothing, and he punts the ball. In some respects, that's insubordinate. You can't punt there. Why is he punting, and do you believe the game has passed him by? Well, I, I could sit here with four hours uh, for four hours talking about that type of topic with you guys. But, I mean, in terms of punting on fourth and three, I mean, there's just at some point, like, you can, you know, there, there's always going to be that anti-analytics crowd or, or that old school way of thinking where you say, hey, you know what, sometimes you just got to trust the way that things had worked for so long and, and whatever. But in that situation, you're not 24 to three. I don't care what analytics say or whatever anything else says you got to show your team that you have some trust that they can get three yards and maybe mount a comeback. I mean, I don't really understand the logic behind that decision, but then you talk about has the game passed by. I mean, that's a tough one because there are – you just wonder if a change of scenery is something that would benefit him. I mean, I think, like, the biggest concern if you are the Kraft family is you cut bait. You know, again, let's say you win five to seven games or whatever – I still think no matter how many jobs are open next year, you know, several of them, several of those teams are still going to want Belichick to coach them. So, but again, like I wouldn't expect Belichick to show up somewhere and then all of a sudden forget how to coach coach. It's just, you wonder if year after year and, and I mean, this happens in every sport where just sometimes the message doesn't get delivered as strongly as it once did. Uh, but then in terms of the, the front office, the team, the roster building, I mean, Belichick has had for years, and this philosophy worked for an, you know for a while. Uh, it didn't help the fact that they couldn't draft receivers, but he was very anti-paying a number one wide receiver. And I understood that, and it worked because you had Tom Brady. But now you've got teams that are investing big-time assets on number one wide receivers, and the Patriots have outright refused to do it. And, you know, the, there's, there's a lot of heat on Mac Jones right now, deservedly so. But he, he doesn't have a lot of help around him. And, you know, you look at a, a different scenario. you got Jalen Hurts. The Eagles drafted him in the second round. They put him behind probably the best offensive line in football. They used a the first-round pick on Devontae Smith, and they used a the first-round pick to trade for A.J. Brown. And now all of a sudden you've got this incredible support staff around him, and you've got a great offensive-minded coach in Nick Sirianni. And this is just – it's a better situation for a young quarterback to grow and develop and to, to learn on the fly, whereas Mac Jones is playing behind quite possibly the worst offensive line in the NFL, something that's been brewing for quite a while. The, the skill pieces aren't there. You know, a lack of investment in the tight end position really until free agency two and a half years ago had, had more than caught up to them in the post-Gronkowski years. And it's just – it's one thing after another where – you know, I wrote a story uh, before the 21 draft, and this was when I was still covering the Patriots on a full-time basis. 
Uh, it was how do you fall in love with the right quarterback? And it was just going through those five first-round picks and trying to figure out which one was right for you. And if there's a guy in that class where you have to think seriously about trading up for in the draft and the cost that that would take. And I spoke with Lewis Riddick for this story, and he said the, the th- something that's really stuck out with me quite a bit, and it was actually something that I revisited a couple weeks ago on a different story. When you draft a quarterback <clears> – <throat> and then you kind of cycle through a few years, and that guy gets labeled a bust. Well, all of this blame all of a sudden gets put on the player's shoulders. But look at the situation around him. You know, look at what happened to Trevor Lawrence in his first season with Urban Meyer, a guy who told me a year ago he had to completely rebuild his confidence because of that first season with Urban Meyer. You look at some of the situations that have involved Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. And you can't necessarily say that those guys and and Mac Jones last year with Matt Patricia as his offensive coordinator, you know, history, I guess, maybe depending on how their stories finish up several years from now, who knows, maybe they rewrite it, but history will want to call these guys busts, but you got to look at the circumstances around them and they have not had ideal circumstances. Fascinating. Jeff Howe, Jeff P. Howe on Twitter. It's a great article, The Kraft-Belichick Relationship. I encourage you to check it out. The other articles as well, they're at The Athletic and The Book, If These Walls Could Talk. Jeff, thank you. Appreciate the time. That was awesome. Of course. Appreciate you guys for having me. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Okay, thank you. I, my, my notes, uh, Amal, after on Sunday, uh, Monday morning when I started preparing for the show, I wrote next to the Patriots, uninspired, untalented, and then boring in all caps. That's the team right now. Boring, uninspired, un- untalented. To me, watching that game, they looked completely disengaged. I've never seen a team in week five look like they were playing in week 16 or 17. And they head to Vegas right next to you guys next week. Coming back, Steve Berline. Sharp Money. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher as we welcome you back. Hour two, and we're going to welcome in a Super Bowl champ, former Pro Bowler, of course, CBS Sports Network, Compass Media, NFL analyst, Steve Berline. You can find Steve on Twitter at Steve Berline, and he joins us now. First off, thanks for joining, Steve. We appreciate you. We'll get to the NFL in a second, but your boys have a big game this weekend. Here comes USC. You got to bounce back after a tough loss at Louisville. Do you expect Notre Dame to do so? Well, first off, thanks for having me. Uh, Thank you. I always enjoy coming on with you guys. Thank you very much. Um, you know, I, I don't have any doubt that we have a, a shot to beat USC. I mean, you saw what happened last week. USC almost got beat by Arizona. And uh, so it, it shows that they're human. People are scoring a lot of points on them. Um, you know, I've, I've been disappointed uh, in, in my Irish so far to this point um, in, in several ways, all, I've, although I believe we can play with anybody. Um, and now that we have what I would consider to be a, a real quarterback in Sam Hartman, uh, although he has not, I don't think, played at the level that we really expect him to, at least recently. Um, and I think a lot there's a lot of factors that go into that, but I, I think most most importantly is that they're they're, they're not putting him in the positions to be uh, as good as he can be. I, I believe, and uh, we can talk more about that if you'd like. But but really, I think we should have beaten Ohio State. I was at that game. I thought we were the better team, and uh, obviously the, the 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 loss last week was very disappointing. Um, and one that uh, I'm interested to see how we're going to come back and recover from that. Steve, is Marcus Freeman the right guy for the job there? I believe he is. Uh, you know, my confidence really hasn't wavered. I, I said this last year, um, and and I still believe that, you know, he's such a young guy um, and really no head coaching experience at any level. Um, I, I think that he's he's doing an incredible job of, um, leading that team, being accountable, taking it on his shoulders. He, he's coming out basically and admitting that he's not doing a good enough job and his fellow coaches, they need to do a better job of getting the team prepared to get the team ready. I think situationally he's made some some uh, uh, questionable decisions, and obviously we all know what happened uh, with the 10 men on the field, two plays in a row against Ohio State. Um, you know, those are mistakes that, if, if it were a coach that, um, 
you know, were, were much more experienced, there would be no excuse for it. And I'm not saying there is an excuse uh, for some of the things that have happened, but uh, what I do like about Marcus is that he's stepping up and, and accepting accountability for it and uh, putting it on his own shoulders. Now, obviously, there's going to be uh, some patience eventually that will run out on that kind of stuff, and he's got to get those things in order, and I believe he will. But we all knew there were going to be some growing pains, and, and these are uh, unfortunately growing pains that have cost us in pretty key situations uh, so far this year. So, Steve Berline, CBS Sports Network's NFL Monday quarterback. Make sure you check that out. He was on the Eagles-Rams calls. We'll get to those two team in just a second. We were just talking to somebody that had an article about Belichick and Kraft's relationship, and it might not be great right now, Steve. I want to ask you about Belichick. And, of course, questions about the game passing and by. He's got a listless team right now. And then I want to get your take on Mac Jones, if you could, the quarterback. Well, I think that's a, a very, um, you know, I think very deep topic to get into. Um, you know, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes with he and, and Kraft and all that stuff. I, I find it hard to believe that, uh, the game has passed him by, to borrow your quote there. Uh, you know, they, they're just obviously a a different team without number 12 back there. And, and there's been a lot of other changes as well. And, and uh, may, maybe his age is catching up with him. Maybe he is um, not quite as sharp as he used to be, or maybe he's lost his fastball a little bit. I don't know. Um, but I do know that having the right trigger man out there, the right quarterback, uh, can hide a lot of problems and can can make you look good in a lot of situations and nobody knows that more than Bell, Bill Bill Belichick and and um, you know they they thought Sam or Mac Jones was the guy and it turned out to be that maybe that's not uh, a given at this point. I really thought he was going to thrive under Bill O'Brien and thought that they were going to uh, do a lot of good things and we were going to see some significant growth out of Mac Jones this year. Um, and the first game or two, I thought it was going uh, in an acceptable fashion. But what's happened the last three weeks um, really is unacceptable. And, and uh, he's obviously lost his confidence, uh, not 100% sure what he's doing out there. And he doesn't have the physical ability to hide some of that stuff. He's not a great uh, runner. He's not very overly mobile. And he doesn't have a great arm. And so um, he's got to beat you with his head. He's got to make good decisions. He's got to get the ball out on time and in the right spots. And he is not doing that right now. And I think it's because he's just he's lost a lot of confidence. When a quarterback does that, uh, when you lose your confidence, it's very hard to be successful. Steve, C.J. Stroud's gotten off to a tremendous start. We've seen some other quarterbacks have hiccups along the way that are rookie or younger quarterbacks. From your estimation as a former quarterback who played 17 years, kind of break down from a percentage standpoint, how important is, is the coaching to a quarterback success, the receivers, the offensive line, and then how much of that is on the quarterback himself and his ability in terms of what he can do? Well, all those things come into play, and uh, you'll see as – as time evolves here with C.J. Stroud and with Justin Fields and uh, a lot of these other young quarterbacks, um, and we're specifically talking about C.J. Stroud, what you look for, you know if you're uh, picked that highly as a quarterback, unless a team traded up to get you and established a good team traded up to get you, you're probably going into a bad situation or not not a great situation. Um, and And I think that that is understood to an extent. I don't think that many franchises draft a player that high and expect them to come in and turn the franchise around immediately. It's going to be a two- to three-year process normally. But what they look for is the signs, the growth, the uh, the flashes of, hey, this is what we saw in this guy, and this is why we're excited about him. And C.J. Stroud has shown that you know, week in and week out, even in – the games where he hasn't played his best or, and they haven't come out with a victory, he's making plays. He's making throws. He's, he's aggressive. He's confident. Um, and, you know, he's going to make mistakes. Everybody knows that. But I think Houston has got a lot of reason to be excited about the quarterback they've got right now because he's, he's stepping out there and playing football like a big boy right now. And um, I think he, he doesn't 
um, uh, you know, doesn't have any doubt in his mind that he belongs there, and he, he carries himself that way on the field, and that transfers and, and translates to his teammates, and uh, that's all very, very positive for Houston. Steve Berline, Sharp Money. So, Steve, you had the Eagles at the Rams, so we know the Eagles and 49ers. Let's put them over here. But you had the Dolphins in week one. Where do you have the Dolphins? Do you have them as a team that can compete with this Eagles team you just saw this past week? Yeah, I do. I think they can compete with the Eagles for sure. I think the, the Dolphins can compete with anybody. Um, you know, it, it's going to come down as it always does uh, in the NFL in the big games. Uh, the quarterback is going to have to step up and make some plays uh, to, to win the game. And we've seen the Jalen Hurts do it uh, to a, at a very high level over the last couple of years. And uh, we know that he's not going to be overwhelmed in the big game at the big moments. Um, you know, we're, we're starting to see that out of Tua at this level now. He, he showed flashes of it last year before he started having the, the injury problems with the head with the head trauma. But um, this year, the way he came out of the blocks, and I, I did the week one game against the Chargers, like you said, he, he was on fire. And uh, Mike McDaniel really, uh, I think, has found a, a comfort zone with what Tua likes to do, what he's comfortable with, where he's best. And then, of course, surrounding him with that kind of talent that he's got out there with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and the running backs, you know, A-Chain uh, or however you pronounce it. Uh, he's out, I know, now for a few weeks. But uh, they've got a lot of talent on that football team. And they've got players on the defensive side, too. I, I expect this to be uh, a really exciting game this week um, uh, and, and look forward to the overall matchup and watching the highlights when it's all said and done because I think there's going to be a lot of them. Steve, very quickly, we've got about a minute. The Cincinnati Bengals are 40-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. We as a show, as a collective, made a wager on the Bengals to get to the Super Bowl. Are we dead? Are we okay. dumb? Or are we just taking the long <laughs> shot and maybe there's some hope out there? It was a free bet, Steve. Well, it was a free bet. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, if they didn't have Joe Burrow and if he didn't show what he, what he showed last week as far as life and in, in, uh, the ability to – maybe get this thing turned around I would say you're crazy and the statistics don't lie you know it shows uh the teams that are in that position that have started out at 0-3 uh there's a one percent chance they're gonna uh, make it to the playoffs uh but with Joe Burrow I, I think it can be done if this team can get to somehow find its way to you know nine or even ten wins and squeak into the playoffs I don't think anybody is going to want anything to do with them because that would mean that they've turned it around and that they're playing really well and as we know, wild card teams can step in and, and find a way to get it done. It's happened many times in the past, and recently even it's happened. So, uh, you know, if Joe Burrow can get into the tournament, into the dance, uh, you guys might, might have something there, and I wouldn't put it past them. Okay. We like the confidence. Steve Berline, CBS Sports, Compass Media, of course, on the calls, and CBS Sports Network's NFL Monday quarterback does a great job, at Steve Berline on Twitter. We'll talk to you next time, Steve. Thanks for the time today. You got it, guys. Look forward to the next one. Thank See you. Ya. Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, boys. little three-point stance when we come back. And we've got Frank Reich. Oh, if it's the quote that I, I think it is, it's you have to hear it. Lincoln Riley, he's bitter. Micah Parsons. And Jerry Jones talking about his quarterback. That's my quarterback. Sharp money. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge 
indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network on a Wednesday busy show today. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, live downtown at the D, Fremont Street. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Hope you're having a nice week as we, as we do customarily on a Wednesday. Welcome in professional handicapper forever there. One of the best handicappers in the business with a great reputation, Scott Spritzer. You can find him, Doc Sports, DOCSports.com. And on Twitter, at Scott Wins, as we say hi to Scott, looking dapper as always. He was driving in and he heard our conversation <laughs> about who's going to end up being a grandfather first amongst the three of us. Now, it's three single men that don't necessarily have prospects right now. So I don't think anybody's <laughs> going to be I don't think anybody's going to be on the board anytime soon. However, just based on age, I would have to make Dustin the favorite to be a grandfather first. You most likely, if we're being fair, Scott, are going to be a grandfather before the three of us. <sighs> have you put thought? Have you put serious <laughs> thought into this, my friend? I, I, wow, you just—I'm speechless for the first time ever. See, I just leveled you. I just leveled you. Oh, uh, my 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 daughter's 19 and she's a sophomore in college, and uh, somebody's going to be hurt if anything happens before that. <laughs> before yeah, years you. <laughs> she, she's got to win about 10 years, and we've had that discussion many, many times. So, uh, boy, I feel sorry for that guy. <laughs> if well, it happens any sooner. No, it's uh, – I tell you what, it's like you kind of want it, but I kind of want to see my kid get her career going and all that kind of stuff uh, before anything like that happens. And I'm hoping she's got her head screwed on straight for that. But uh, – you know, I don't know, man. I heard Dustin saying he's not getting any return calls on apps and all that kind of stuff. What happened to the old days in Vegas, man? It used to be, you know, just go to the clubs and go to the bars and hang out on the strip a little bit. And, you know. <laughs> you mean speak yeah. to someone in person first? I no. know. It's scary as hell. Terrifying. But... <laughs> well, first of all, part of the problem is you've got to navigate the damn stands here, F1, to be able to get to the True. strip. It's only going to take you an hour and a half each way. Factored into the yeah, handicap is, there, Patrick. The F1 stand. That is, <laughs> that is the first time in probably eight plus years I've ever, ever seen Scott Spritzer for one second <laughs> speechless. That's it. That's you know. It. You know what we did. The best way to 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 meet the opposite sex back in the day, and I'm talking back in the days of your, you know, late '80s, all that kind of stuff. When I was like 20, 21 out here in Vegas, we used to go. The Dunes Hotel used to have a joint called the Oasis. Well, first of all, they had this like male review show, and all these girls would hang out there, and then they'd come pouring out in the Oasis Lounge. And I got to know the drummer of the Coasters, Char uh, um, uh, Cordell Gunter, and the Coasters real well. Next thing I know, me and my buddies are on stage with the Coasters like every other week, singing, playing sax, all that kind of stuff. That's the way to do it, man. But you don't get the lounges anymore. You got to pay through the nose to get into any place. Back then, it was like two dollar rum and cokes, whole lot of that. And then you get up on stage, and next thing you know, they're everywhere. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing, Patrick. <laughs> the, the coasters, I'm guessing, a punk band from back in the day. <laughs> yep, yakety yak, right? So <laughs> exactly. Well, it is. Uh, we stay tuned for the grandfather conversation. More to come, hopefully. <laughs> we, we we shall see. Um, we, we were having a little fun. I don't know if you got involved. We got a first pitch coming up, boys, in just about four and a half minutes. I. You probably have the TVs on there, so maybe yep. you guys have a better estimation of exactly when it's going to go down. Um, Snicker was playing a little uh, gamesmanship as far as who he's going to start. He, he ends up going Bryce Elder, and it's Nola. 
Uh, again, you're not going to see that plus next to the Braves. Not very many times this year. I think it was just 12 times this year, Scott. You see plus 107. We're showing 117 on Nolan, the Phillies at home. Series tied up at one and a total of nine. Yeah, it's just this is, I think, an impossible game, at least for me to handicap. I was looking at the games last night. I landed on one, which we can talk about in a minute. It's tonight's game between the D-backs and Dodgers. Uh, but I'm not crazy about NOLA. And I talked about it last week about these teams that can hit home runs and go up against pitchers with high home run rates. And, uh, you know, the Braves broke all kinds of records this year. I think it was 307 regular season home runs. And the Phillies weren't bad, but they were like 70 or 80 home runs off uh, from what the Braves did. So I tend to follow that, that trend or that angle. Um, and, again, you know, the other night, it was one of those games that you really like because I had uh, Phillies' first five. And then, of course, they win first five and they end up losing full game. And that always makes you feel a little bit smarter, even if you're not, or makes you look a little bit smarter. But this particular game, and I was asking the guys when I sat down, I'm like, I just can't get involved in this one. To me, it just looks like total 50-50 flip of the coin. I, Patrick, I played the run line of plus 165 here. I get where Scott's coming from, tough playoff game. But, guys, we talked about it. I know you're on the Braves over four and a half. Dustin's on the mm -hmm. Braves on this game. Had some success yesterday with the Rangers' run line. I'm going to ride this Atlanta offense. I, I just feel like Austin Riley rescued this team from the mat, and I think it continues against Nola with this first five in the lineup. I think you're going to see uh, several runs scored by these guys at the top of the lineup today. Who has the Braves over over the first, uh, four and a half? Was that you, Patrick? I, I, I did. I got a plus money this morning, Scott. That, that's my favorite of what we've just talked about. I like their team total over four and a half if I had to play something here. Beautiful. Love to hear it. Dustin, did you have a, you want to put an exclamation or kind of finish off the conversation with Braves Phillies? No, I just, I just think uh, the momentum aspect and I, th I thought, honestly, I thought we were going to get a different price on elder. I thought I was hoping we'd get a little bit more back, but I, I, I bet on him a lot in the first half. I even had a Cy Young ticket on him at one point where he was like the ER leader, ERA leader in all of baseball for a while. He's a guy who can shut teams down and if you look at the numbers, Nola versus this Braves lineup, a lot of these guys have good numbers against him. I think your bet's going to end up being probably the easiest one to cash. Amal and I might be sweating it out till the end. You know, I've been following along ever since you gave that stat about the team that out homers the other. It's like since 2018, it's like 82%. It's it's, it's incredible. Crazy. that you, you, you The first I had heard of it was when you joined us here on Sharp Money and you discussed that, Scott. But it's been it's been remarkable. Yeah, and it's one of those stats. I know going into a few days ago, it was like 133 and 23, and I forget what it is now, uh, but it cashed the first five preseason games. And again, it's the team that hits more home runs in that game than their opponent. It was like 133 and 23. And you're like, all right, well, how do you know who's going to hit more home runs than the other team? And the best way to do it is just look at those big differentials when it comes to, you know, the team and their opponent, if you can find it, in this case, the Braves, uh, that hits a lot more home runs than their team over the course of the regular season. I also include the final month, the final 30 days of the regular season to make sure one team didn't go into a home run hitting drought. And then what I'll do to take it one step further is I'll start looking at pitchers in that game that involves one team with a big differential at the plate. I'll look at pitchers who uh, potentially give up more home runs because their home run uh, rate is much higher than their opponent. And if it all comes through, it's a, it's a decent-sized play for me. And, you know, it's, it's almost like I'm thinking too much because if you just took the teams that hit more home runs in a game than their opponent, they just win. So uh, maybe throwing out some of that pitcher stuff to make life a little bit easier and get a few more plays is the way to go. But it has been pretty phenomenal for five or six seasons now. Been tremendous. A game that you do have a play on. It's the late one tonight. That's why living on the West Coast is the best. I just want to <laughs> just reiterate. We get a 607 first pitch. You get a 907 first pitch on the East Coast. Anywho, I digress. Uh Lynn and Fott, two guys that have given up a bunch of bombs this year. The rookie going for the Diamondbacks. How about the Diamondbacks? Just to start, Scott. They beaten Burns, Peralta, Kershaw, and Miller. 4-0 in the postseason, just an absolute run for this team right now. Uh, you, you know, I can remember after their horrible season a couple of years ago when, when they had a ton of injuries, and I was like, man, I hope this organization sticks with, with Tori Lavolo because I really dig this guy's way of managing. He's a player's manager, but he also expects discipline. And, and I'm glad they hung on to him because now we're seeing the, the fruits of the labor. But I'm back in Arizona in the first five innings tonight. I took plus $1.15, and I think it's down a little bit from where it was last night. But you look at the Dodgers of the plate, man. They've gone into a funk, and maybe there's, you know, it's this time off they had uh, from the end of the season until now. But Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, these guys are one for 13 
uh, the first two games of the series. And I know Brandon fought. It's tough to plunk your money down on this guy. Uh, he's been no great shakes, and I'm being kind. Uh, but he's not facing the Dodger hit squad that we saw 30 days ago. I have no fear in going against Lance Lynn, that's for sure. And he struggled before the trade. He struggled since uh, he was acquired by the Dodgers. 607 ERA, 149 whip away from his home bump. Uh, he's got a 2.54 home runs per nine innings pitched ratio. That plays into kind of what we're talking about a little bit. But I love the top three guys in this order. I mean, you got Cattell Marte, Corbin Carroll, Tommy Pham. These guys went 7 of 15 in game one with three extra base hits, three RBI. They were 5 for 12 in game two. That's 12 of 27 from the top of your order. 444 batting average. Carroll was walked three times also in game two. And then you look at the Dodgers. Betts, Freeman, Smith. One for 12, six left on base in game two. Two for nine, three left on base in game one. That's three of 21 and nine left on base. And I haven't even talked about Muncy yet, who's one for seven. I mean, your top four batters in this Dodger lineup that were so strong all season are a combined four for 28 in this series. I went back and I looked at the final couple regular season games. This started then. Betts and Freeman went three for 14 in the final two regular season games against San Francisco. Uh, To me, it's a situation where I'm going to go against them until they break out of this funk, and they might not in time uh, to stave off the sweep. So I did go first five. I got a sweat fought. I saw something when I walked into the D here on the board that was a little tempting, but I didn't plunk my money down on it, which was uh, the D-backs plus a buck 45 to be the first team to score. But with fought on the mound, you know, it could be one nothing. Uh, Dodgers after the first inning, and, of course, the Dodgers get the first at-bat, so that makes it a little bit tough, which is why that price is where it's at. Fott, he is, yeah, I think, Amal, you mentioned it earlier. It's somebody that doesn't scare you either. But then yeah. again, the big guy who's a little bit higher on Lynn, it's, these are two pitchers that aren't going to scare anybody going into this matchup today. Yeah, guys, that's why you've seen a 9.5 total for a playoff game. I mean, granted, Chase Field generally hitter-friendly, but when you look at these two guys, can have some runs. I take offense to that. I think Scott Spritzer would be terrified of Lance Lynn if he found out that was his future son-in-law. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The amount I got to go. No, no shot. No shot. Well, the paycheck's not bad. That's so, exactly. You know. <laughs> Scott's like, hey, I'm done. I'm okay with the paycheck. <laughs> and I might be I able to hit him. I might be he, able to hit him at the plate, you know. <laughs> he, he'd, take up, he'd take up the pool there at the crib. I know that. He's a big boy. He'd up the pool. Yeah, it's a, a big boy. There's no, there's no doubt about that. Okay. So, well, are we underway? It looks like, yes, we are underway in Philly. That crowd's going to be nuts. The Braves-Phillies game three. Series tied at ones. Of course, you've got game four coming up with the Astros and Twins. Astros lead two to one, and then... The Snakes look out to look to close out the Dodgers late night. When we return, little college football. Scott Sprites are in studio. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information hey guys back at the playground again huh yep you know what this playground could use a wine country heck yeah and some waves so we could go surfing oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that a redwood forest would be cool i'm in ah ski slopes let's do it um tenor girl go shopping yeah baby wait Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.